0: Welcome to the Questionable Return Podcast, where lifelong friends talk Wisconsin sports. Here are your hosts, Andy, Mike,
1: and Pete. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Questionable to Return Podcast. Excited to have you here with us today. I'm Andy, as always, with Mike and Pete. This is our kickoff episode, a little bit about us. We love sports. Anything sports-related, that's us. Uh, we are three of the founding members of the Packers Superfans, and guess what? I'd love to tell you more about us, but you'll find out more about us through the future episodes. we got to jump right into some topics, so Mike and Pete, why don't you take us away?
2: All right, well, let's jump into uh, some of this week's topics in the world of Wisconsin sports.
0: Yeah, yeah, so boys, we have a busy season for us. It's you got NCAA football badgers you got packers you got bucks you, and then surprisingly we still have the brewers
2: it's not often that
1: we have october brewers talk this right
2: is, yeah one of the few times in our lives
1: i think at this point that was the first time in wisconsin sports history when both or all of the major sports packers brewers and bucks all played at the same night um i think it was the divisional series for the right for the brewers and then bucks preseason and obviously the Packers game, which didn't go so well. So,
0: yeah, I kind of just wanted to start off with the Badgers. They uh, took another tough loss this season uh, in the big house. They lost um, 38-14. A tough place to play. Yeah, very tough place to play. Kind of a big number that I found was uh, uh, the number 300. They gave up 300 yards rushing, which is actually a rarity in Madison. Uh, The last time they gave up more than 300 yards rushing was in 2014 when they played Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game and lost – 59 and nothing. Um, the Badgers have also only given up 200 yards rushing twice since 2015. So. I, one of the
2: most surprising things about that loss was just the fact that they got blown out the way they did because the Badgers have not had a double-digit defeat since 2015, the opening game against Alabama. That was the last time they lost by double digits. Every other loss since then has been close. The Badgers have really turned into one of the better defensive teams in the country. I mean, they've their defensive coordinators keep getting hired as head coaches. So I was kind of shocked to actually get blown out. I don't think that's a good sign for the Badgers going forward. Yeah,
0: because who do they have left on their schedule? They have, what, Penn State still?
2: At, at Penn State, yeah.
0: And – Ohio's, Ohio State, right or no? No, not, not, not this, this year. year. So, but yeah, they still have some tough games coming up, and I mean, it's quite quite a disappointment where they started off. I mean, we probably all knew that they were ranked kind of high, but um, but I I kind of it still expected them to kind of still have a big season anyway. So,
1: it still kind of amazes me how much the Badgers seem to be overranked. but the rest of Wisconsin sports seems to be under. I mean, you talk about the Brewers and you people tend to forget that we're the number one seed right obviously get to that a little bit later but when it talks to in regards to the badgers anyway it's like oh yeah big 10 powerhouse we're gonna put them that it's guaranteed top 10 and then we fade i think that says a lot about the
2: program that the badgers have kind of become like one of the programs that's recognized as like a top program they i mean they win the West almost every year now because the Big Ten West isn't that strong. And everyone just kind of expects them to be making a run at the playoffs and you almost pencil them into the Big Ten title game.
0: All right, now uh, sticking with football, let's move over to the north of us, but to the north of Wisconsin where the, the Packers squeaked one out against the Niners on Sunday or Monday, Monday night. Oh, I hate Monday night games. Well, they won 33-30 to 30 over the Niners. They scored a late touchdown, and Crosby came up with a clutch field goal, finally, after leaving, what, 13 points on the board, off yeah. the board, whatever. That yeah, it was rough. It was
1: a rough game for him. Yeah,
0: but uh, Rodgers throws for 400 yards again, no interceptions, which was the first time it's been done in Green Bay to throw for 400 yards in back-to-back weeks, which is extremely surprising to me right but also what, that the, is a surprising number yeah the 400 yards and zero interceptions has only been done once by rogers uh he that was the first time ever in the nfl that's been done 400 yards and zero interceptions back to back
1: he's a bad man
0: but this 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 age of nfl i can't believe that Nobody else is thrown for 400 yards back-to-back and no interceptions.
2: Right. You would think, like, Drew Brees would have done that somewhere along the line, especially how much the Saints
0: pass. Right. Brees, Rivers. I mean, all those guys who just chuck the ball 50, 60 times sometimes. Like
1: even the Moss Brady years. You thought that that would have dawned at least some 400-yard back-to-back game.
0: Yeah. And
2: what makes it impressive for Rodgers is both games we're missing – uh, Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison. So he's doing this with Devontae Adams, Jimmy Graham, and then counting on rookies to come up big. And Valdez Scantling has put up pretty good numbers yeah, in both had, games. What, three for over a hundred yards? Yeah. He was he was the deep threat and then the week before against the Lions he had sixty eight yards and a touchdown. So Roger's relying on, you know, some of the young guys.
1: Up well, even in that 49ers game, that Equiminius made that clutch catch on that sideline and getting out of bounds, getting mm-hmm. both feet down and in, that's a, that's a veteran catch right there and yeah, showing up big for us. That
2: reminded me of a Jordy Nelson-type, sure hands on the sideline, throw the back
0: shoulder.
1: Great body control. Yeah.
0: Well, so uh, after this week, the Packers, of course, have a bye, uh, which is kind of nice to heal up and figure out how to play defense because yeah. in the next in the next five weeks, they play four away. They have Rams, Vikings, Patriots, Patriots. It's gonna, it could get ugly, fellas. Yeah, should we be concerned that
2: it took Rodgers throwing for four hundred yards to beat a
0: one win Forty Nine ers team? I mean, it's at, the replacements out there, right? <laughs> the Niners they don't they don't have anybody. They yeah. have a bunch of ragtag. They just threw guys out. I mean, Bethard, really?
2: Yeah, C.J. Beathard. I'm surprised is even an NFL backup, but against the uh, we
1: Packers made him look defense, fantastic.
0: Yeah, he actually put up decent numbers. I mean, yeah, there's a lot to go over with the Packers boys, but uh, the Bucks started off tonight, and uh, not sure if you guys were able to watch much of it, but they won uh, one thirteen to one twelve. They were leading a lot of the game by double digits, so. Uh, but the Bucks rained on the the party, the 30th anniversary party. They had the classic Hornets jerseys on, which was pretty awesome. I love those those jerseys with the, you know, you have Larry Johnson. Bring back, yeah.
2: yeah. Right, I, was
1: waiting. J- I was waiting for LJ to come back out or Muggsy Bogues <laughs> or Alonzo. Yeah. Grandmama. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Giannis had 25 points, 18 rebounds, 8 assists. Uh, as always, dominant. Um, their five starters were in double digits. Uh, but... I think a big thing was was the bench. You saw Ily- Ilyasova, but Divincenzo what he had like twenty two minutes. Yeah, which is surprising the guys that made the
2: rotation so far. DiVincenzo and Ursan seem to be the main two guys off the bench. they S- sterling Brown didn't play. Thon Maker didn't play. I don't know, is this is this coach Bud?
0: trying to shake things up a little bit yeah it's it's it is quite interesting because I feel like usually in the start of a season you usually don't have like Giannis going 35 minutes you know, Brogdon went 38 minutes like usually you're you're bringing those guys in more maybe right. maybe I'm thinking about it wrong but I, it's the first game of the season and these guys are playing late of the year kind of minutes it's
2: also noteworthy saying Brogdon started yeah, yeah. He he was basically the starting shooting guard, where last year he was more of a bench player. So Coach Bud's already kind of shaken things up in Milwaukee, which I think most fans will be excited about after Jason Kidd seemingly being the
1: worst coach in the <laughs> league. Yeah, it's nice to have a competent coach there. But, I mean, it was I'm just to see what happens with Bledsoe and Brogdon, I mean, both in contract years to see. Now they're both getting opportunities to get on the floor right away. Getting together and see how that goes. Also, Middleton is in a contract year. That's true. That's true.
0: No, good old ESPN ruining. Good old ESPN (laughs) ruining
1: all things.
0: All right, so the Bucks uh, now come back home for Game Two in the in the season, and they face Old Depot and the Pacers. And in, in the, I don't even know how to say it. Fis, Fiserv? 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 Fiserv Forum. Fiserv Forum. New Fiserv era in Buck's history. It, that
2: place needs a nickname. I cannot be calling I it the Fiserv Forum.
1: Fiserv. 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 Fiserv.
0: That um, Fiserv. They gotta just it's call it. It's not a drug. I mean, you can't company. call it the Forum. That's already, already somebody has that name, right? Nickname. I'm pretty sure somebody has that nickname. Yeah. But anyway.
2: Yeah, well, so someone's always just claiming when their stadium's a forum, they claim that or the Garden or whatever yeah. they claim it's the place. Bucks need a
0: nickname for that place. Well, that'll be that'll be in the future. So, so let's move on to the, the the big story in Wisconsin, the Milwaukee Brewers. So uh, starting well Monday, they started in LA, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, game three, Arcia came up huge in that game. Uh, he had a two-run home run. It was his third home run of the postseason. Brewers kind of took control. Jeffress almost gave it up. Uh, game four, uh, we all know what happened in that game. Tough. Tough. Extra tough innings. Tough 13 loss, innings. Tough loss. Nuts. So, So I got some numbers for you guys. 5-16, 15-32, 9-0. Are those – Powerball numbers? Right, right. They sound like Powerball numbers. Well the game lasted the game lasted more than five hours, featuring sixteen pitchers, giving up fifteen sporadic hits, thirty two strikeouts, nine walks. Dodgers finally manufacture a win, manufacture a run to get the win. And uh the zero is the number of times Brewers bunted to get a guy over. So I just I don't think that's something Craig Council
2: really ever considers. Just from watching this team, I don't think he ever plans to bunt. I don't know if his, it's part of his philosophy of never waste an out. That goes back to the original days of Moneyball was outs are too valuable to just give one away. So maybe council subscribes to that.
1: Maybe. I don't think it's a council thing. I think it's just baseball in general right now. I don't, I don't think you see the manufacturing runs like you used to. That's and true. This is the strikeout era. Yes. pitchers, it's and it's clearly the –
2: it's home runs and strikeouts and as Pete mentioned 32 strikeouts total in that game That's
0: insane yeah and in speaking of the new era of baseball Wade Miley goes one better in, in game 5 well council uh, said we don't have
2: starters we have initial out getters but <laughs> Wade Miley did not get an
0: out <laughs> no he he uh he had Pinch the twice he had the inaugural walk of the game uh,
2: a walk and then right to brandon woodruff with which i i kind of like the the pairing them up but i don't know about just doing one batter
1: yeah, yeah i think it left a lot of wisconsin and, and fans in general wondering like did he get hurt or right. was this like some mastermind plot by the elusive oh. council trying to get the lineup in a mix-up for la and purely turning the well, ball back over to to miley coming back in
0: game six when when miley when miley went back into the into the clubhouse, him and council were just like laughing maniacally. They were just like chuckling, like they oh we tricked them. Well, no you didn't. They started Muncie and Bellinger. You didn't you didn't trick them actually into doing their lineup and but that's okay. You know I yeah. I didn't mind the move. It gave Miley, Miley's day for a bullpen day would have been today to pitch Friday. So right. I guess it, it made total sense. He's still available to pitch Game Six. So. I, I do kind of like it too this
2: idea of hopefully they tailor their roster to facing miley and then you just pull them right away but yeah they they were shaking things up anyway and you know they still had some of their better left-handed hitters in there
1: made you wonder like did this come up after geo got knocked out with that ankle injury and then they were just scrambling for position players and had them all spent pretty much by the eighth inning yeah leaving fantastic Grandal left late in the ninth to come in and hit.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, the Brewers have lost their uh, best weapon in the playoffs as Grandal has now been benched for Barnes.
1: Yeah, there's been terrible catching performances, not on our side. I I think, obviously, Kratz has done really great, but even in that series against the Rockies, there was questionable um, catching play, and then Grandal's been horrendous probably one of the worst catching performances i think i've seen in postseason
0: well fellas that's my uh news and notes it gets the brewers to three and two down now going into friday
1: yeah this is a lot of pressure now
2: yeah so how are you guys feeling knowing that it's it's do or die now we officially facing elimination for the first time all year even you know. With that game 163, we could have lost and gone onto the wild card. We sweep the Rockies, but now we're, for the first time in our playoff lives since 2011 in an elimination game. Are you guys nervous? you guys any confidence that uh, the Brewers pull this out?
1: I think I'm more optimistic than most. I, I think there's still definitely a good possibility we come in, especially game six, Um home field advantage, kind of getting the energy from being back in Miller Park. Um, definitely can take game six. Game seven hard. Winning back-to-back games is, is just hard, especially against a Dodgers team that seems to getting be getting a little bit of life back in their offense. Right. That's the thing that
2: concerns me the most about what just happened uh, today in game five is, you know, we got to Kershaw early, and then he, he turned back into Clayton Kershaw, and you just shut us down. I can well, live with that but the Dodgers bats did seem to wake up. They were getting timely hitting. The, this is the kind of Dodgers that, you know, most people expected.
0: Yeah, it's just it's it's unfortunate when you when you have I think it was in the 3rd inning, you have bases loaded and you have a guy like Aguiar who's been a beast all year pretty much hitting home runs and they just can't come up with that big hit. And you look at this the top of the lineup and they're just terrible. I mean, Yellich is hitting 167 for the for the championship series. Braun's actually doing something at 308. Mustakis is 071. Kane is 133. Like, it, you need those guys. Like, you can't count on Arcia and Kratz every every game. Right. Like, you have Braun protecting who? Nobody. Be, I, I can't. Like, Braun's doing his job, but nobody else is doing the job around him. One was crazy, yeah,
1: I mean, if, if you want to take a look at this, who do you think is hitting the best right now for the Brewers in the postseason? Is it Kratz? No. Nope. Like, the total postseason? Yeah, we'll just say minimum four at-bats. That might have given it away, though. <laughs> uh, Wade Miley? Yes. <laughs> Wade Miley is batting five hundred.
0: Oh, man. It's, it's sad. <laughs>
1: Everyday starters, I mean, Pena's batting 429, Santana off the benches hitting 333. I mean, from an everyday person, you're right. Kratz is hitting 316, but you're looking at the heart of their lineup, the one through five, the one that you're going to need to show up in game six and game seven, they're 172, 179, and Kane 194. Not one of them's batting over 200. And- if that does not change, I, I I really wonder what game six is going to be like and. I don't know if you can get to game seven. Well, that's
0: that's that's the thing too, is is the Dodgers they can get out of their hitting woes because of we don't have that top flight starter. They have they have Ryu and Bueller coming up. Like I don't feel comfortable at all. It, everybody can say we well, we chased them. Well we chased Kershaw. Like look at what he did. He became Kershaw again when we didn't capitalize. Now you gotta face two other top flight starters that are way better than anything we have. I mean, yes, Miley's been great. shashin has been great. Maybe, maybe you pitched Shashin on Friday. Like he's been the only guy we can count on for at least five innings, right? Yeah, and that's the problem with. You could call it gimmicky, where our
2: bullpen's our strength, but it is turning into. I mean, this game five was the bullpen got every out. If you count Woodruff, you know, as part of the bullpen where you you had a starter go in there and and not do anything and even the game before Gio he was injured but he wasn't going to stay in much longer
1: anyway and, well, and to be honest you never want to see anybody get injured but I was relieved R- relieved well, I mean that was probably a,
0: probably a blessing I yeah. mean they to be honest if Gio stays in that game we might be down a lot of runs I mean who knows what's going to happen of course but he did not look good for that for those first couple of batters yeah
1: and that was a great performance, I thought, by Freddie Peralta coming in and just basically shutting them down.
2: Yeah, it's about time we we got to see him in the playoffs. He he had a couple stretches where he was a little wild and had some walks, but <laughs> he finished in September. <laughs> he, yeah, he also had some moments where he was just lights out, filthy, striking guys out. And of the three games in LA. I mean that one stands out. That's the extra inning game. Uh it just felt like we had our chances to win that game and just couldn't capitalize and it really came down. It was timely hitting. There's I think it was the top of the ninth and the top of the tenth. We had runners on in scoring position and just could not get that hit to bring a guy home. So that's why, you know, we're facing
1: elimination now. And was anybody else disturbed that Manny Machado was the one that actually won, like, his run scoring? That in the 13th was just, like, a a dagger. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that just is, like,
0: totally what happens to us, you know, as Brewer fans. I mean, I feel like we always play the Cubs, and they always have that luck factor, and it always is the wrong guy that you don't ever want to see do it, and they always get that big hit. And you just kind of felt... That Bellinger was gonna finally get out, and I mean he was hitting the ball, he's been hitting the ball pretty hard all all year, and um but yeah, it just it it sucks that Machado got it,
2: yeah, why did it have to be machado
0: and it, it's off a broken bat, like how many broken bats are in this series too? Oh, I think it's crazy. Could, I think
1: we could build a house, but i the more and more at least of this series and maybe it's the first time I've actually gotten to see a lot of Machado. I think it was a great blessing in disguise that we dodged a bullet by not. I mean pardon the pun of dodge but dodged a bullet by not getting him after the all-star break i know a lot of us were probably disappointed not to get that big bat but watching his work ethic and just his head case behavior i can't imagine he he would never fit into this team
2: he's already uh, showing us you know three plays basically that show what type of player he is both times sliding into second the the first time he kind of put his arms up it wasn't too bad they didn't get called. But the one to just reach out and grab Garcia's leg, like, it's one thing to be making, you know, just a hard slide, but th- that's like getting into completely different territory. And then, obviously, the one that's going to have fans really upset is that running down to first base. There's no way to defend that, right? Even if you're a Dodgers fan, is there any way to defend kicking the first baseman's
0: leg? Oh, I don't think no. so, but he, he found a way to defend it. He didn't even, like, say that he did it on purpose. Like, how can you even say that, oh, I was just trying to hit the... No, you weren't. You had well, enough base to step on. Right, you were blatantly yeah. going after his leg.
2: And if you watch where he's running in fair territory, you know, the yeah the, yeah. the, the path for the base runner is actually in foul territory, right. so you don't step on the first baseman. <laughs> That's what those but, two lines are. That's yeah, what those he was completely over the left, le- the, f- the foul line, and running in fair play. I think just to... I don't know if at the time he was, uh, as he's running it out, thinking he either wanted to, uh, Aguilar to kind of feel him coming and maybe like move his foot, but as he got there and Aguilar was standing there, it was such a clear just kick to the back of his leg.
0: <laughs> so, so you know, if this is the NFL, they're they're implementing the orange base
1: for next sure. year for sure, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and if you guys haven't seen it, I, I, I posted it to our, our our Facebook page at Questionable to Return, and then our also our our twitter at q2 spelt out t-o return so you guys can see it there So a good slow mo and, and a good picture of of the clearly blatant going after aguilar's like ankle but it was funny like after seeing that and then he also blew up at the umpire tried to I mean Burns was already in his motion and tried to call timeout and then right. it almost went ballistic when he didn't get the timeout call and struck out it was just it was a head case and then I've after that I I went scouring to find out who Machado is. And there's a laundry list of stuff um from when he was at Oriole, like feuds and being pitched at. A couple he got thrown at by three different teams, two of which different Boston pitchers, that went to his head. And I'm like, This guy's nuts. You gotta you gotta feel from a Baltimore perspective, they're like think like a headache gone. And I what do you think the chances are even that like the Dodgers could try to resign him after this year? Oh, the Dodgers uh, will try to resign sign him. Well, the Dodgers, exactly.
2: but <laughs> the, the thing is, uh, where would he play? They have Corey Seager coming back from injury. Unless they were going to move, try moving like Machado to second base.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think he. I don't think he'll. He'll want to do that. I second think, base is not an elite position.
2: Yeah, I think he's absolutely going to the Yankees. Didi Gregorius needs surgery. He's probably going to be out for most of. Next
0: year, it seems like such a Yankees move to right. just go out there. Oh yeah,
2: and that would make him really so, fun to cheer against. Then yeah, like, especially
0: right. being in the same uh, division as the Orioles, he couldn't go he, to a better place. He
1: he to, also, get, to go
0: back in the AL East,
2: right?
1: Oh,
0: it's gonna be awesome.
2: He also uh, made a comment during this series. Uh, a reporter asked him about running out uh, some ground balls and Rosenthal, he, I think, right? And he he just came out and said, "I'm never like I'm not Johnny Hustle. Like I don't like." Yeah, and training. you know what Which the funny thing I have, was? I have the actual quote if you want to hear yes. it. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Well, wait. The funny thing was, before you, you go to the actual quote, A-Rod Ortiz, the, the shoving buddies on Fox Sports <laughs> yeah. 1, that we can't understand a word they're saying, for one, but I understood <laughs> the words they you're, were you're saying. Translating. They it's were defending Machado and saying, oh, that was great that he actually admitted yeah. that. Like, what? I, yeah. I, he admitted that he, he doesn't like, and then they were saying that you have to take plays off. no. No, don't yeah. don't tell a fan yeah, that. Completely. I don't want to hear that you could take plays off during baseball.
2: Don't let A Rod defend anything Machado does. He's the same one that famously uh, slapped the ball out of Bronson Arroyo's glove during the uh, the the famous Red Sox coming back down three uh, nothing series. He run into first. He just slapped the ball. Slapped the. Royals glove and knocked the ball out to be safe at first, <laughs> and then tried to tell the umpires it was part of his natural running motion. That's everything it's you terrible. need to know about. A-Rod. That's a total Machado. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. of course. Of course, he loves defended Machado. No yeah, he defended
1: the clipping on, on Jesus because that he, was right up his alley.
2: After A Rod doing that, Machado has to go there and be their shortstop or third baseman. It'd be perfect. He'd be the perfect guy for yeah. the Yankees. All right,
1: so this is the actual quote that he actually had during that pregame interview that you guys are speaking of. He goes, Obviously, I'm not going to change. I'm not the type of player that's going to be Johnny Hustle and run down the line and slide into first base. And, you know, whatever can happen. That's not my personality. That's not my cup of tea. That's not who I am. Never will be. You're in a contract year. Why would
0: you even say that to anybody? That's just crazy to me. It's Like, like you're kind of just
2: setting yourself up to be like the villain of of baseball like I, I don't know like anyone who's gonna cheer for him unless he's on your team like how could you, you know, Th- oh, I this just, isn't well. i
1: respect the brutal honesty though like yeah. he, i mean I can appreciate the not putting on the face of yeah i should have gone faster and he, he kind of did allude to that but he's like i'm not changing I'm, and maybe I'm that's sorry not the, sorry
0: maybe that's what they, they the all the ex players were getting at like they respect that but they i felt like they defended him and like yeah he can do that like no don't we don't want to hear that right and it did seem like yeah a couple players and stuff were
2: kind of like tiptoeing around it like you know it's a hard play it's maybe questionable but i no. want guys to just come out and say that that's just flat out dirty to kick a first baseman's
1: ankle oh, yeah. <laughs> as you run by so here's the here's the polar opposite player right so i couldn't be more in love with the yelich like that signing will probably go down in bruce history is one of the best signing like uh, yeah opportunities we've gotten between him and kane but he came out after the whole Jesus thing, and this was his quote. He said, he's a player that's just going to go down in history for these types of instances. Once in an accident, but over and over again, you're just a dirty player. So he goes down, and then he says, a dirty player is a dirty player. It absolutely is. I have a lot of respect for him as a player, but you can't respect someone who plays the game like that. I don't.
2: Talk about uh, you know, Machado being brutally honest about not being Johnny Hussle. uh Yelich being brutally honest about how he feels about him which you know that's going to make brewers fans love yelich that much more
0: yeah
1: definitely so that's what i enjoyed i mean 13 13 in game i mean you couldn't ask for much more from from the pitchers i mean you're pretty much playing one run ball up until almost two games and yeah then, and then give it up um they couldn't do anything more than that so the one positive takeaway was i have more reasons for me to hate machado yes yeah
2: I now will root against him pretty much forever unless he ends up on the Brewers somehow.
1: So I, lo- so I love how you brought up that point about the Yankees. There's just more reason than I can just spit venom.
2: I guess if you're looking at the series and trying to find a way to be optimistic, I know it's tough winning two in a row. You never want to be in that position, even if they are at home. But if you had told me a month ago the Brewers are going to be two wins away from the world series they just got to win two games at miller park will you would you take that situation like in a heartbeat like are you kidding me yeah so i mean we're still alive it's not over we're going back to milwaukee we get to wake up tomorrow and the next day and our season's still alive so very true just give me some hope give me some hope this time of year we get
1: to prolong the agony that we're going to watch the rest of the packer season yeah, I know
2: that's the thing. Distract us from the Packers, Brewers, please.
1: It's just, it's hard for me.
0: I don't know, just inside of me. I know a lot of people are like, oh, we got this. I, I, a lot of people I talk to, like, oh, we're, I feel like we're going to win the world. We're going to go to the World Series. We're going we're gonna to at least get there. I just don't, I don't feel it. I don't. I, I feel like the Dodgers started doing stuff in that last game. And it's starting to scare me. They have not hit a lot of home runs yet. They're a home run hitting team, and the way our bullpen is, and the way we bullpen, this bullpenning, the the original out getters, we've used them a lot. Like this, yeah. this was the worst case scenario for the Brewers going to Game Six and Seven. Granted, they're at
1: home, but I really wanted Game Four. It does give me a little bit of too. They didn't hit a home run today, right? Either, no. So that means they have back to back wins. Without hitting a home run, and on the season, I think there were eighty-seven. Like they, bet, they won had an eighty-seven percent winning percentage when they hit a home run. Right. So that means like twenty-three percent they don't.
2: Yeah, they had a ton of power up and down that lineup, and you do worry that if one of these games, like they just have a power surge, that that could be, you know, series over. I, I, if, I will say, like I said,
1: if we can't score runs, I, I just, I mean, we, we, we get to come home. That's gonna be great. I think the pitching's still gonna be there. If those one through five can't like figure out a way to score runs, like the one through five's gotta produce runs. Yeah, and worth, I'd like to those. see
2: a little more patience at the plate. It does seem like some of these guys are maybe pushing a little bit. Braun and Aguilar just that I think that's just who they are, is they just they swing it like the first pitch. But at least at Braun's bats. hitting the but, ball. But Braun is hitting the ball. And the problem is I feel like Kane's been doing that more since he was slumping is coming up there and swinging away like First early pitch. but he did he came up with two hits against Kershaw today so maybe he'll have a little confidence going yeah, into yeah I,
0: I think the difference with Kane is that he doesn't swing for the fences like you could yeah. see him visibly trying to go anywhere in the field so that that's what's kind of nice about Kane you know he's gonna bounce out and he did kind of bounce out of it today he went what two for four I believe yeah and uh but it just like how, A- Aguiar, how he, Aguilera, however, how everybody wants to call him, right? Christina Aguilera? Yeah, yeah. First Jesus Aguilera. Uh, how everybody, how he swings is just, he swings out of his boots sometimes. And it's, you're never, like, I guess one thing that A-Rod mentions is that you need to play small ball to win these games. Like, right. the one thing I agree with A-Rod. Yeah,
2: he's absolutely uh, right.
1: But it, well, even Smoltz he talked about it too. Like he just didn't understand it, and I just I I agree. No out, you bunt him over. We would be talking about a completely different look at the series. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's completely. I mean, y- you have zero outs with Pena. What is that? The ninth? I don't remember what ninth or tenth, and zero outs. Pena and an RC is up, and you you don't bunt him over. But I don't trust Arcia bunting. I've seen him try to bunt. He he can't. He's not good at it. And that's the thing. That's the one thing, too, is like everybody expects, oh, they need to bunt there. Well, Valar's not on this team. Valar was the guy who bunted, and he was yeah. amazing at it. You lost that guy. So we're not that team anymore. Were they letting Arcia swing away because he has been our best power hitter? Oh, yeah, definitely. Postseason. He's been so hot. Like, you, you can't. And that's the thing, too, is like, oh, yeah, you just bunt. Well, No, you can't take the bat out of his hands. He could hit one in the gap and get to you can get a triple you can get a double and then you have more more opportunities right. to score more runs so and then you look at who's coming up Kane Yellich Braun like they haven't been hitting the ball
2: yeah it does kind of feel like we're on this like magical run from the end of the season the winning streak then you know beating the cubs game 163 sweeping the rockies it really did feel like everything was just clicking everything was going as well as it could have and we even just had a two to one series lead against the Dodgers but these last two games have made you start to notice like the flaws in the team and the fact that the top of the order isn't hitting the fact that the bullpen's probably getting pretty taxed at this point and it does feel like that magical run now we're just like breaking it down of you know we need to just play like basic small ball baseball we need to do everything we can to score runs like christian yalich doesn't look like barry bonds anymore <laughs> like we gotta just figure out ways to manufacture runs which i'm not sure we're that good at
1: yeah and the unfortunate part about baseball i mean it's a game of ebbs and flows and, and we're at the point where we came off the 12 game streak it was the only matter of time before it was going to go regression to the mean and just unfortunately it's going to be a dodgers team that's coming. On the flip side of it, going to get as, hot, and that's going to be as quick kind of as it's cold. It can get hot
0: just that fast. So, we we but do still have a us. chance.
1: I mean, that same could be for us coming back home. I think that'll be helpful for these guys to get back and into the comforts of, of being back. Like I said, in Miller Park. I I do I did have a point. I think it was game four where I was just kind of watching. I think it was when um, Peralta came in, and I was just kind of excited about next year. I mean, I, I felt bad kind of looking forward to. Um, next season and then the end season's not even over yet. Right. But the idea that we have um Burns come like all, all these, these young, young guys arms, yeah. that are are really really great relievers and really come in, and they throw hard. Any one of those could become a, a, another ace. I mean, we have Woodruff, a really yeah a really good looking pitching staff, which was the last time you could really say that in Milwaukee?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean looking at Woodruff, he's he was a guy that I was always afraid of when he came in. And just looking at him now, he just looks like a bulldog out there. He's just throwing his butt off, and I'm pretty excited about him for the first time since he's been with the club, I think. so but yeah, that is pretty promising. I, I agree Peralta, he was looking shaky at first, but man, he when his stuff is on, he he is nasty.:
1: All right guys, now we look forward to games six and seven. Um, let's hear from each of you guys about your thoughts. And predictions going into Game Six and Seven for the Brewers. I'm happy that there's still
2: a Brewers season going on in October, but I just feel like the Dodgers are going to win the series. I, my head, uh, my heart saying Brewers are going to pull it out, but my head, I'm saying the Dodgers are starting to click. I kind of feel like Game Six the Dodgers win unfortunately I feel like their bats are coming alive we really don't know what the Brewers are even going to do for a starting pitcher do they pitch Shasin is it Miley and you know how available is everyone in the bullpen you would think most of them should be should be good to go after a day's rest but yeah I'm feeling a little pessimistic unfortunately
0: yeah, I'm kind of along the same lines. I know I said before um, that I, ha- I have no good feeling anymore, but I do feel good about game six. I think coming home is going to be a good thing for this team. Um, that crowd is pretty ruckus in Miller Park. I mean, that place is so loud. They yeah. have to like turn down the sound in that park for on, on air. You can tell that it's turned down. So I think I think they might come up big in game six i I really do, um but with game seven coming and Bueller and then looming Kershaw, you know he picked up a ball last year, I think in the World Series, and he was warming up at the end of that series, or wasn't he, but he's yeah. always available so so yeah i I wouldn't be shocked to see Kershaw pitch
2: out of the bullpen if it went to uh, game seven I think. 'Cause at that point it's all hands on deck. We're at that point now for game six where we have to have everyone available, but the Dod if it came to game seven, the Dodgers would be doing the same thing and yeah, you might see Kershaw late in a game. Right, yeah, I
0: I but I just think there's some little thing inside of me that knows this team can catch fire again like they have in the past. They 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 haven't all year had too many big losing streaks right of even two or more. So, I think the way they are in that clubhouse, how they're so loose and it just nothing really gets to them. Although it has seemed in the last couple games yeah, that they've they, seen a little tight, but I think I think getting home might get this team loose Can again, you so. stay that loose when you're facing elimination? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't, this is yeah, like you said, the first time they've kind of faced the end of their season.
1: So I do think that that three-game stretch was a tough a tough stretch the first time they, they would have seen it, um, especially in postseason play. I think coming back to Milwaukee is going to be good for them. Um, I do think that they're going game six. Um, something about it, I just feel like just statistics are on their side. It's going to be hard for a team to win three in a row. Um, so I think they'll at least pull out game six. Um, I really just – my questionable thing is I really hope – that Council doesn't get too cute. Um, I hope he doesn't roll out scope. I hope he goes with Shaw and really just put in there what got you here. Um, Have a decent pitching plan. Everything's on the table. Um, It'll be fun, to say the least. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh,
2: you can't ask for anything more than,
0: you know, an
2: exciting playoff series. I mean,
0: talk about questionable scope. Seriously, 0 for 8? And, and I don't care. I get if it's, it's his, his birthday. birthday. I get it's you his gotta birthday. Gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Why was he even in the game? Why is he even on the roster right now? He has sucked all year. You could have, you could have another pitcher. <laughs> I don't care. He's not
1: sugarcoating it right now. I just
0: ah, uh, as much as I liked that trade, he's just been so bad. Yeah, he's been so bad. What has he done good for us?
2: He's treating him like it's a he's a little kid, and you know, you, it's your birthday, so you get
1: to you get yeah, to start. Even, he even got a when, cake from. Machado and the right, that right there, don't like them.
0: Yeah, yeah, that cake kind of ruined. Yeah, maybe it's the cake that ruined everything. I'm gonna blame the cake. Just Bob, like I'm blaming Danica. Bob Bucher said, "I'm blaming the cake. No. Nobody
1: eat that
2: cake." <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> he did. You You don't know. What was on this. that cake? It was like a cowboy.
1: It made yeah. no sense. I didn't yeah, get it.
2: That's it, a total I Machado thing, right? Is it some inside joke it's from probably. when they're in Baltimore together? I don't know. If, Must be. It, but if th- the
1: wires taught us anything, nothing good comes from Baltimore. <laughs> That's true. But
0: yeah, I, I, one more thing, one more thing on this series. What's with all the pine tar on Turner's jersey? I don't, I don't, Turner, get, right? That's pine tar, right? It looks like it. It, it looks his like his name turns into Yurner. It looks like pine tar
2: from resting his bat it must on his, his bat. shoulder. But it's like, don't they wash that jersey unless it's lucky? To, I think Turner really likes. Can looking we call like like Torman, please. Torman. I don't yeah, want yeah, Turner anymore. Yeah, Torman really likes looking like a hobo. Like the giant beard, pine tar everywhere. He he never has his jersey fully buttoned.
1: That's part he's of his look. He's trying to wait. He's trying to get a casting call from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he's trying to dress the all part. All he needs is How? Kiki
0: Hernandez's helmet, because <laughs> that looks like straight up Craig Biggio style. With all that pine tar oh. all over the place. Anyway, so I just i I think the Brewers. I think they're gonna they'll win Game Six, but I think Kershaw's gonna win it for them in Game Seven. I think he's gonna come in and dominate. Are we going to watch
1: it together, boys? Ab- person? Peer, absolutely. Pure pain?
0: Think, I think we have to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's do a quick wrap-up of what we talked about today. Badgers got blown out. Still suck. Uh, Bucks are undefeated. Yeah, perfect still season, works. right? Perfect season. Remain on, undefeated? On pace for 82 Lookout wins, wins. Golden State. First place in the East?
0: <laughs> tied, tied. Probably tied for first. <laughs> hey, first place is first place. Yeah, I'll take right. it. I'll take it.
1: Packers squeak one out against the 49ers getting to a bye couldn't come soon enough hopefully we have a defense coming out of the bye not holding my breath but hopefully and the Brewers go one and two in postseason and we'll see how game six and seven go by the time we talk to you guys again we'll either be celebrating two wins and going to the World Series or we'll probably do a Brewers recap and what we're gonna look forward to next year We'll be doing the Brewer's
2: eulogy podcast.
0: Hopefully my wallet's heavier and we can go out to dinner.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That'd be nice. Yeah, anybody going to that game, any fans, get loud, do everything you can to really make that home field advantage count. Yeah, they need you.
1: So that's it.
0: It's not bad being a Wisconsin fan. It is
1: not. But as always... We're questionable to
2: return. All right. We're out. Peace.